Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Eric Wayne. Eric, it's been a while at this point. Do I need to reintroduce myself? Holy balls, Hall, you're alive. How you doing, friend? I'm great. It's been, it's been forever. I was a little worried about you. Only the beacon of light that is your Instagram account gave me hope that all was well with you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's always the, the fire emoji, but I, I posted probably more pictures in the two weeks than I had in the previous two years, um, yeah. which probably isn't mathematically correct. Uh, but yeah, we were in Texas. Um, it was it's as you so eloquently posted on our Twitter account. It's a big state, so it took us a while to get through it. Um, right, but but we're back, and here you and I are reunited again. Yep. Now, is it true what they say that if you don't use it, you lose it? Or I don't know. We'll find out. We'll get the mojo back. I think the listeners will be the judge of that. I suppose so. If they like us, though. I think I think they'll be I think they'll be kind. Um, so while we were down in Texas, I was able to cross two more stadiums off the. Uh, MLB stadium list. I was going to say something fancy, but it's more or less just just a list. Uh, we actually we saw that we were apparently running in the same circles as the Mariners because we saw the Rangers play the Mariners in Arlington and then the Astros play the, the Mariners in Houston. Um, Houston, absolutely gorgeous park. Um, you know, when you when you see it on TV, there's kind of that train depot in left that looks super sweet. But what the mm-hmm. cameras don't show you is above that, there's a, like an actual like legit train that when they hit home <laughs> runs, it like goes across the top. And then above that is just this giant like pano window that looks out over downtown Houston. It's it's really really cool. Um, the ballpark in Arlington was cool too. Do you agree with their uh, decision to remove Tall's Hill? No, it's ridiculous. That's, I mean, it is. It's absolutely ridiculous that it was ever there. But it's so weird and quirky and baseball. Like, why not? I I don't know. I was I was disappointed when that happened. I mean, that was that was a couple of years ago at this point. But I I would love to have seen it. If it was there in an old ballpark, I would never have gotten rid of it. But it seemed like they added it kind of as a gimmick, mm-hmm. and that oh, stadium definitely. has enough enough gimmickry with like the cutouts and the notches and stuff right i mean because it doesn't in left field like they have these little like rectangly areas that balls get stuck Mm -hmm. or not yeah definitely um i'm assuming those were standing room only places that you could you could post up or whatever but nice um when we were in arlington matthew mcconaughey actually threw out the first pitch which probably i mean other than when i saw the game with you probably the most famous person i've ever took in a ball game with all right, all right, all right. Um, so anyway, loved loved all the experiences. Maybe we'll get into some of them a little bit later. Love Texas, specifically Austin, um, but happy to be back in Michigan and happy for the temperatures to be back under 95 because it was Ooh, absolutely yeah. hot as balls when we were in Texas. We we went to the stockyards, which is where Johnny Kane rode uh, the bull, Patron, which I had to ride also. Um, but anyway, it's, you're on a first name basis with the bulls. <laughs> not not the Chicago one, the the ones that stand there and, and let you uh, hop on board. 
Um, I understand. But saw 98 degrees on the Weather Channel app, oh. which is is uh, hashtag warm. Uh, but anyway, brings us to this week's leadoff question. Which MLB ballpark or other sporting venue uh, do you specifically most want to get to? Okay, so uh, you went to Dallas, but you went to Arlington, the ballpark at Arlington, or whatever the heck they call it now. You, yeah. You didn't, so you didn't go to um, Jerry Jones land, though. No, we did or did that. you? We did that also, which was yes. insane. Yeah, tell me about that. I mean, is uh, it? It was, I mean, you look at that you look at it and you're like that is absurdly too large and it absolutely is but it doesn't necessarily when you're in there you're like this is incredible not like this is too gargantuan we actually took the tour which was awesome because they essentially just roped off the path and just let you go at your own pace we threw the football around the the field for a while no no kidding i I slam dunked the uh football over the uprights um took a picture on the star you know it was the screen crazy I think they said it's like four stories high. It Jeez. is absolutely unreal. It's it's just so big, and it's like you know better picture than my TV at home. It's it's nuts. But yeah, that that is a cool one. I would I would have had that on my list as just something to see as a spectacle. But um, as far as MLB stadiums, um, I I got to go to Wrigley a couple years ago, so that one's kind of crossed off the list. I would like to go to Fenway. Not because I'm even a Red Sox lover, but just because of the history of what it is. And just to get a sense of when you watch a game there, what it is I'm seeing and kind of get a sense of scale and so forth. So yeah. Fenway for Fenway for sure. Um, St. James, uh, where uh, Newcastle United play. Of course. Just for uh, – that'd be interesting. Or any of the big European soccer stadiums would be a trip to go see, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and this one is probably going to stun you. But I have lived in Michigan my entire life, and I have never set foot in Michigan Stadium. As a, so, I, as a Michigan fan, I'm contractually obligated to say, "Oh yeah, it's awesome." It kind of. I've isn't. heard it's. I've heard it's just kind of a big bowl. Yes, you walk is, in is all specifically kind of close to kickoff, and you're like, "Holy crap, that is a wall of people!" Right, and it goes up as high as you can possibly see, but it's not particularly loud. It's definitely right. cramped. Like you will be real, real tight with your neighbor by the time you're done, um, because it's just a um, a bleacher seat, right? Mm. Yeah, you've sat next to me. I'm a I'm a broad shouldered man. Need some room. Yeah, exactly. You you would not enjoy uh, oh. room at the big house, but so you know, cuddle up some some sweaty guy. Great. <laughs> what you should do is bring your wife and put her on one side and children on the other, so you are you're oh. hemmed in. So the trick is to bring bring a skinny friend. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, so I chose obviously yeah. Old Trafford. I'm a huge Man United fan. That would be the ultimate. And I have some of the other cathedrals of soccer also: uh, San Siro, the Camp Nou, Bernabeu, uh, and the Maracana. In where the the World Cup final was in Brazil. There's all kinds of history in that stadium. It sounds like it'd be cool. As far as baseball goes, obviously Fenway. I almost want to not want to go to Fenway just because of how cliche right. it is. But I still do. So, yeah. Um, and ideally, I would like to see the Red Sox lose when I go there. Just because exactly. Then the Red Sox will have lost. Um, Dodgers see their fans all miserable, kind of whiny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Dodger Stadium. I don't necessarily know why. I've always been kind of fascinated with Dodger Stadium. I hear it's a nightmare to get to, um, but still, it, it looks really sweet. And I think Petco. That's the second oldest in the uh, in major leagues, right? Yeah, I think so. Some, well, probably after Fenway and Wrigley. I yeah, that, that's what third. I uh, third oldest, I guess. Yeah, 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 somewhere in there. And then and then Petco. It, uh, the the depot in left field looks like something I'd take a lot of pictures of. Yes. Um, on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. By the way, the Podcastianos account was approved for the extra characters, so it's just going to be emojis on emojis from here on out, obviously. Where's my extra characters? You are. It's, it's, I actually don't have it either. It's because collectively we're more important than either of, either of us individually. Naturally, like I'm a, sure that's like, what it is. It's like a team. Um, on Instagram, the aforementioned Fire Instagram account, uh, I am at Jordino4, and I'll spell that for all you Americans, uh, J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O, and then the number four, uh, facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, 
uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And I actually have up right now the review, um, the reviews that we've gotten since the last time we read them out. So yeah, if you'd like your review to be read, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, that's the best way, and we will we'll get to it. The first one comes in from Matt in the Mitten. The title is "Is this uh, is it the most intelligent podcast?" Dot dot dot. No. The body says, but are, but are Jordan and Eric two guys you'd want to have a beer with and talk baseball with? Absolutely. To be fair, I'd take, probably take that over uh, being intelligent. Yeah. Seems, seems more important. Uh, regardless of how frustratingly inconsistent Matt Boyd is or how mad you are that Victor Martinez still has over a year left on his contract, this show will make you feel better about being a Tigers fan. Thanks, Matt in the Mitten. We are Thanks. glad that you enjoy it. Um, John... Uh, it's F-E-J-N. I'm going to say it's like fine, you know, kind of it's, like it's Eastern fine. European. Uh, it's John Fine. Uh, yes. F-E. Uh, yes, go ahead. I, he also signs it at the bottom, which I now see. Um, he says, go Tigers. This is the Lynn Hennings of podcasts. So <laughs> John John contacted me and wanted me to be sure that we got to his review. We got it, John. We got it. Yeah. Um, I actually know John from previously, so aw, we had a good time catching up. It was, that's, it was great. That's so nice. It is. Uh, ALR33 says great. And then super fire emoji power rankings. I appreciate the, the shout out there. Uh, Arc Ship C. This is the last one. 2008 is going to be a long season. Um, this. 2018 even. Oh, will be long. Yes, that too. This dot, 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 dot. I cut off, so I don't know what that says. This is a great podcast. We'll just fill in that blank. Hey, uh, you good know, enough. You know the two friends you have who are sort of funny and like to talk about baseball in parentheses or soccer for some reason? What? You don't have friends like that? Well, neither do I. So these two will have to do come for good Tigers banter, stay for the power rankings and what I saw on the side of the road while running. Uh, so thank yeah. you, Arkship. We appreciate uh, the nice if, words. If you need a friend like you're making up girlfriends that live in Canada, we'll be them. That's yeah. fine. You can just make us up. Yeah, I know these two guys. Uh, you know, I hear from them every week. That's fine. <laughs> Except for when one of them's in Texas. Yeah, really. Then the um, is now an appropriate time to give some love to uh, Hookslide and Rob. Yes, that uh, would be a for, great time. Yeah. So. Um, Hook and Rob have been producing um, the Voice of the Turtle podcast for a long time, which kind of came out of Bless You Boys. Um, and evidently they wrapped it up um, their last episode. Um, so much respect to those guys. And we've swapped back and forth and shared thoughts and airtime, if you can call it that. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of respect and uh, admiration for those guys. So definitely always enjoyed talking uh, to or hanging hang, hung out with Hookside once. Um, they are far smarter than we are. I think that's just a, a just general rule. Um, so I think be... this does mean that we uh, we won the fight, though. <laughs> that's very true. And we'll actually get to that in the Twitter questions uh, here shortly. Oh, OK. As, as always. I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast. Giannos. Uh, so since the last time we spoke, a lot has happened with the Tigers. And by a lot, I mean, uh, of course, we've lost a lot of baseball games. That's pretty <laughs> much the sum total of a lot. Uh, has it sunk into you that we uh, were the worst team in all of Major League Baseball? Even just hearing you say that just pains me. We were the worst team in baseball. No other team. The Phillies, that lost. team we all think of as just straight garbage. <sighs> They're better than us. I confess I did not see this coming, and we'll maybe get to that. But we were 64 and 98. We lost 98 games. And honestly, I didn't feel like we were the worst team in baseball until we were. Um, I think we clinched, like, the worst record, like, a two days before the end. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the beginning of the year, and with the names and the players that we had – it didn't feel like we should be the, the worst team. No, I, I felt like coming in, it was going to be a tall order to seriously contend. But there's a, right. a big difference between falling short of contending and what happened. Um, right. And to be fair, I feel like the record lies a little bit. Um, down the stretch in September, you know, things got skewed a little bit. Nobody was in the lineup. We played a bunch of kids. Earlier in the season, it felt like we could win just about any game. We yep. kind of just didn't like there was no reason yep. that we shouldn't. We just we just didn't. Um, 
But yeah, like you said, you come into a season with Mickey, JD, Upton, Victor, you know, yeah. Verlander, some of the some of the guys that we had on this roster. Uh, you know, 98 losses was not in the range of outcomes I had set for this team. We were six wins to 24 lo- losses after September 1. It's not ideal. Six and 24. And one of those was Boyd's game. And uh, so the, the the pitching all through the month of September was just trash. We had guys hurt and we're just running scrub after scrub out there. No offense to, to, to all the of scrubs. these scrubs. <laughs> to, to all those, no offense, scrubs. But we're running scrubs out there, and it was not pretty. Speaking of down the street. When Daniel oh. Stump is like your your stud, you know, oh, yeah, Stump, he's our stud. That, that's not good. No. I, I love I, Stump. He's going to be a piece next year, but he oh, is he not. Is. Uh, in the grand scheme of relievers, he's not maybe upper tier. How about that? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about down the stretch because we obviously didn't make a podcast during it. Um, who impressed you? What did you learn down the stretch? Um, who impressed Castellanos? Yeah, he yeah. he inevitably will make me predict some MVP vote for him votes for him again next year. Sucker, you're right back in, won't he? Right back in. Um, and I think we learned it's within the realm of possibility that he's going to be playing some right field. And he can play you a uh, below average, but not incredibly embarrassing right field. <laughs> yeah, below average, but not quite as below average as he was at third. Right. I think we save ourselves some some indignity there. I definitely putting candy putting candy at third. He can, um, he can play. I don't know if you want to get into him right now, but that dude can play. Eight eight can't. walks in seventy one at bats. The the approach was impressive. Uh, I looked up seven extra base hits in September on a team that wasn't hitting, wasn't turning the lineup over very often. Right. That's he can live with that. Guess what, Candy? You're going to get to see a lot of playing time because we are going to stink next year. So if you like to be in the starting lineup, this is the team for you. Uh, I was impressed by Alex Presley. I mean, we know, I, I thought I knew yeah. exactly what Alex Presley was as a career fourth or fifth outfielder, but he definitely played himself into uh, at least a, a roster contract? spot. Oh, Pro- yeah. Probably a, a spot in the opening day outfield, which did for not see us, that one maybe. coming. Oh, yeah, yeah clearly. Us, maybe. Not any other, not any good teams. No, no, definitely. But, but to be fair, even if we were a halfway decent team, a left-handed bat like that who can play yeah, all three outfield the team. positions. That's that's a useful piece. Yep. Yep. Um, some things that I learned. Well, I don't know that this qualifies as learned, uh, but Jacoby Jones struck out 26 times in September. That's that's a lot. And he didn't even play every day in September. Where are we at with Jacoby? I feel like we're kind of wrapping it up at this point. Going into 2018. I, I was so hopeful for Jacoby. And he's still like more toolsy than some of the other guys, but he's not good. He's bad. He hit like a buck 70 or something like that. It was not good. No. And th- that's the thing is he, he plays such a, a, as, as Brad would say, game changing defense. You want to find a way uh, to, to have that out there, but his sample size isn't incredibly small anymore. Like he's gotten some at bats and, he just has not been able to put it together. Yeah. Although I think it was fascinating that he gets that home run opening day and we're all charged up about him. And then he doesn't hit another one until like late September or whatever. Yeah, I started like, spelling Jacoby with the uh heart eye emoji for the O. That was that was where I was at for that. Poor, poor might have been a misstep a little <laughs> premature on that one with uh, art emoji. I thought I thought Dixon got a little exposed. I I still think Dixon is a good player, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in more of a full-time role next year. Uh, yep. But maybe I had a little bit higher expectations for him than what he actually is is capable of. Somebody whose baseball opinions I know and trust said um, Iglesias, if they can't move him, would they, they would consider non-tendering him. I'd be fine with that. And... Uh, at first, I was like, that doesn't seem possible or smart at all. But the more I thought about it with this team, 
I don't know. Maybe you save that six. I think it's going to be like six million bucks. Yeah, I think five point nine was what Baseball Reference estimated as his his arbitration number. I said like six million. Yeah, you're close. You're real close. I was just trying to give color <laughs> to your statement. <laughs> just to your balls. Um, yeah, so maybe he's a non-tender guy. See here, but I think fans would be pretty pissy i think some fans would be i think some fans would be happy to see him go and and obviously those are probably the ones that we see on twitter and in the think tank not the ones the numbers guys yeah not the ones that are actually you know not that they're not buying tickets and whatnot but i I don't think that that's probably the general consensus um because dixon do a lot of what he does definitely and to be fair when we're good again, Iglesias is not going to be with the team. Yeah. Dixon probably won't be either. But if he actually turns into something, then then there's a very good chance he could be. And we're never going to know unless he finally gets some regular run. So does Iggy have any trade value? I think if Iggy had any value, he would be gone. Like any. You know, even even the, the guy we got for Upton. I think if we could have gotten something like that, uh, he'd be gone and... He's still here. Wow. I mean, that, that's just my personal opinion. Clearly don't have any sources. Hashtag sources. Well, as bad as we were, he could hardly get out of that nice ninth spot in the order. I mean, it was pretty much Brad's opinion that he couldn't hit. Yeah. I think I think <clears throat> what I would miss most is probably his hashtag fire uh, Instagram account. Yeah. yeah. And over the shoulder catches. I'd keep I'd pay him six million just to okay run straight towards your outfielder and then stab your glove in the air and catch the ball. You know who could have used that play tonight? Washington Nationals. I didn't see that, but no. anyway, they needed one of those, huh? They needed one of those. Uh, last thing I have written down that I learned down the stretch is a lot of the I, this is this is going to be uh, word for word out of the notes. A lot of the guys at Toledo that nobody was wondering whether they were good enough are in fact good enough. I'm sorry. So the guys from Toledo who you're wondering if they're good enough, no, that nobody, you're pretty sure they aren't. They are not. All of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm tracking with you there. Yes. They all, yep. as, as you said, uh, they're all bums or scrubs. I think scrubs was your word. <laughs> I think I said scrubs, yeah. So, yeah, we had Miggy and the Mud Hens. We might see some more of that. Until we didn't have Miggy, and then we just had the Mud Hens. All right, it's let's gonna move. Be Casty and the kids. There you go. Something Already got the hashtag. Um, all right, let's move on uh, to another hashtag. Nine for Romine. Uh, it was a big night for me. It was a big night for for Andrew, and it seemed like a pretty big night for my boy Johnny Kane. Uh, sideshow or cool? Um, both, both sideshows are are entertainment, right? Like sideshow, you go to a circus and there's a sideshow. Hey, people come for that watch the sideshow i thought it was entertaining and at this stage in the year why the heck not why wouldn't you do it we have nothing to lose the twins had clinched their spot we're not you know raining on their party or doing anything funny business um why not run them out there i think it kind of goes back to like the very intent of sport which is something to help us forget about our dull lives for three hours every night or you know once a week depending on whatever sport you're looking at we had a very dull season to to not really distract us from our dull lives this year that was something that that i thought was was cool um plus it was one of our six september wins we won the game we won the game now i think probably Osmus and all the other players were probably trying a little extra hard to do it because of the attention and the gimmickry fine but they won yeah yeah all of the you're making a mockery of the game stuff went right out the window when we actually won the game Uh, our crap lineups the week before were making a mockery of the game and every bullpen pitcher that we had run out in the previous two weeks other than Blaine of course of course, um, I actually I tweeted to to Blaine's wife Nikki on who is on Twitter quite frequently to to get the lowdown yeah. on on Andrew's game calling for us, but she never never got back to me, so that's a little disappointing. Seemed like he was putting down a lot of a lot of ones for Blaine, which I'd I'd like to see him mix in a few more twos. And I don't think this was a compliment, but I forget who said it. One of the announcers uh, was like, "Yeah." Blaine is probably the pitcher who's going to be the easiest to catch. And I thought, 
What's that supposed to mean? I don't think that's exactly a compliment. Well, Maybe it is. I don't know. I think but, uh, you know, not a lot of balls with action. Yeah, Blaine, uh, Blaine is steadier and hits hit spots more than most. All right, guys. we'll go with that. There's not necessarily a ton of like late action. I don't know. Every everything's in front of you with Blaine, whereas you know if Shane's coming in, it could be anywhere. Okay, we'll um, go with that. That's yeah. That's that's clearly the stance that I would take on on Blaine Hardy. Of course. Um, so uh, let's get into what Mike. Berardino, Berardino from the Berardino. He's not Brazilian. He's probably Dino. Uh, from the Pioneer Press, uh, the, he's a beat reporter for the Twins. This was the series of tweets when Romine faced uh, Miguel Sano. Jeez. This is unfortunate. Sano needs to see real pitching, not a Detroit freak show. Send. Uh, and then if Romine was only going to face one batter, really not coup that it was Sano who is desperately trying to prepare for Chapman and friends. It is such a dick move that they didn't prepare a division rival for a playoff game. What was what was Osmus thinking? Yeah, we twins, we owe you nothing. You know what we owe you? Absolutely nothing. Probably we do whatever a, the heck we want. Poop, a poop and, on the on the pitcher's mound. Yeah, we got we got Sano out. He 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 saw a pitch. You know what he did with the pitch? He rolled it over to third base. That's right. Eat poop, Mike Bernardino. Nobody cares about your opinions. Yes. Well, clearly some people do. Just just not on this side of, of, of Lake Michigan. Well, I don't. I'm the only person who matters. Yeah, I was a little pissy about all the poo-pooers. They're like, oh, yeah, it's not, you know, it's just a gimmick. Heck, yes, it's a gimmick. Sports are supposed to be fun. Let's have fun. Yeah. yeah. I want to see, I want to see um, Holiday playing second base. Is that too much to ask? That's what I want. Move them all around. I mean, ideally, I'd see some sort of squirrel in center. That doesn't that doesn't yeah. feel unreasonable. Uh, unleash a cage of rodents in the outfield. I don't care. We suck. We lost 98 games. Give me something. It's fine. Like in the last game, um, Osmus let Kinsler manage. Kinsler managed the last game. Here. Here, Ian. You decide. If we didn't see those two in the same dugout all season long, would you would I be able to convince you that those are two different people? Personality Ooh. wise, Kinsler and Osmus may be the exact same person. Kind of uh, aloof and a little grumpy. Yeah, there you go. I I can definitely see Ian getting into managing, which I, I think he would be decent at it. He doesn't. Uh, he his temperament. I don't think he could um, put up with. BS and little questions for a whole season. He'd eventually lose it. That's probably true. And he'd strangle somebody. I'd imagine he's going to try at some point. So, yeah, maybe maybe get DK as his bench manager. I can (laughs) bad cop call each other. Really good cop. Yeah, good cop. I like it. There we go. Maybe that's the next combination. Speaking of, let's talk about how we no longer have a manager. Um, Brad Osmus, the, the much maligned Brad Osmus. Uh, his contract was not renewed. When you look back on the tenure, it was what four years? Four years? Is that right? Four years. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of legacy has he laid down in the Motor City? I only know it's four years because that's the same amount of time that the woman in the Liberty Mutual commercial talks about her bra- her car, Brad. <laughs> You've been together four years. It's the same time. How can I live without Brad? The, the it amazes me how the commercial I mean it was prophetic wow. wasn't it I feel like we yeah. should just end it here it, it can't get right. better than that what was the question I had to get my Liberty Mutual uh, commercial legacy, legacy. Was, oh, what are you going to remember um, I'm going to remember Brad as a guy who was initially uh, over his head with a good team and I will remember him for being a very by the book, conventional wis- wisdom, old manager in a young man's body. Yes, he. W- I think the 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 angst and anger we had, but we, I mean, the fan base had towards Brad, is because our expectation of him did not line up with what we ultimately got. Exactly, we right. expected. An innovating, smart, sabermetric, cutting edge uh, manager 
and we got a uh, handsome, friendly Jim Leland. Yeah, we got a proper baseball man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, bullpen usage, lineup construct, any kind of tactical things was right out of the the traditions of baseball managing. Yeah, and I think that's that. Think that, like you said, that was the biggest problem. If we had been sold that we were just going to have somebody like that, I think we would have gotten around that. And if you're going to do that, they probably should have went with Garden Hire at the time. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, right. I I, th- I think he got better over time. I think he got a better as a manager. But at the time, it was not the right hire. No, no, definitely. Those criticize those criticisms in retrospect were right. Yeah, I think I think the biggest uh, takeaway from his tenure was when we got swept three straight by Baltimore with a rotation that now features four Cy Young Award winners and the ERA champ. I mean, that yeah. that was the year to do something, and absolutely, and it, it just didn't happen. Um, he had a lot of talent, and I genuinely don't necessarily think that he held the team back or really uh, influenced it. Uh, going in in a positive direction he just seems like a perfectly neutral influence on the team and the club over four years which that's that's not necessarily what you want to to accomplish um so what do you make of the the reports that the mets have some interest in him i think the his uh not the perceived apathy but the way that he uh portray and not uh he comes across might be very difficult to sell to a new york fan base um you know i feel like a lot of our complaints were we want more from him and he just he kind of never as far as emotion as far as as you know fire backside i don't know that that's going to play super well in new york Uh, i've never i've never lived you know obviously in new york i don't know exactly kind of but that's kind of my impression as far as uh, a team, you know, a baseball fit goes, I mean, he'll fit there as well as anywhere else, I yep. guess. I mean, he, he'll mm-hmm. probably ruin less arms there than Terry Collins did. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, thoughts on your on a next manager? Who, I don't know if there's particular names that you uh, are attracted to or just conceptually what are you looking for i'm there's a couple qualities i'm looking forward to uh for and first of all is a a teacher um you know this is this is somebody who probably the next two years is not going to do a lot of winning but what they need to be doing is a lot of developing and obviously you know a manager isn't necessarily um the chief you know distributor of of wealth you have your various positional coaches but it has to be somebody that's going to guide some of these young guys through i mean candelario is coming through lugo and then and then some of the the young arms these are guys that are going to need some nurturing um i feel like you're going to need somebody who's who's patient obviously not patient in that losing is okay but um patient in that losing is okay if with it comes progression and obviously yeah. Ozzy has been one of the, the zingy names that has been Ugh. thrown out there. That's not something that he's going to be willing to do, obviously. No, he doesn't strike me as having an abundance of patience. But, yeah, you need somebody with a high pain tolerance for sure. Yes. And to me, this is the perfect time to hire someone innovative. Yes. And I don't know who the particular name is. Um, I know, you know, the, the news out of the Tigers front office is they don't want to repeat this mistakes of the past and they want to hire someone who's got, you know, a bank of experience, but I I really don't care so much about that because this team is going to stink for a while. I'd love to see somebody who is going to manage with a more sabermetric bent, who's going to try things, who is going to push the envelope of what's possible in, in managing because you can't screw it up too much. That's true. Right. And if at the same time you can um, have a somewhat uh, fun, playful, whimsical personality to get through the tired times and let your let your players thrive and grow that's what i'm looking for yeah i have i have three names on my list um two of them i i gotta be honest i don't necessarily know a ton about i just know that they are managing under the two best managers in baseball uh, or their bench coaching or you know whatever they're doing dave martinez under madden and sandy alomar under francona 
I mean, there's there's only so much you can discern from how somebody coaches first base or coaches bench. Like they're right. you just you don't know their ideology until you get them in and interview them. Right. Um, you talk to them. But the one guy. Oh, good. What do you make of the um, Spanish language skills, the Latin culture? Do you feel like that's a priority? I, I definitely do. And not just with us. I mean, look at the, the yeah. demographics in baseball. I don't necessarily care if you're fluent, but you need to, I mean, if I were to, if me, Jordan, if I were to get into to coaching or managing for baseball, that would be something that I would at least look into and try and try and get, yep. um, you know, familiarize myself, just anything you can do to get on a player's level specifically, right. you know, some of these guys are 30 years older than the players. There has to be some sort of, of bridge there. Um, yep. and at least coming across like you're you're making an effort i think would go a long way but the one guy that i'm super into i think would probably be my first choice manny acta um you know he's probably fluent in spanish uh he he was with the i believe with the indians and in the nationals he didn't have a great amount of success but you if you hear him talk on on baseball tonight obviously that's more past tense at this point he is he is brilliant i think that he's sabermetrically inclined he has a little bit of coaching, or excuse me, managerial experience, um, and it wasn't with particularly great teams. And I think, you know, look at where they're at now. Those are two of the the better franchises in baseball. I mean, yep. you can make all the links you want. I choose to <laughs> tie them to him, um, but I think, yeah, Manny Acta is is if I were choosing, that's who I would would take. Obviously, he, he, he was hasn't a name asked me yet. He was a name when we were looking at Osmus. I don't know what's what he's done in the. Interim. I want to say that period. was between his two stints, though that could be okay. That could be incorrect. I, I feel like he was directly before Do, um, Dusty in in Washington, though yep. once again that could be incorrect. How do you feel about any of the in-house <laughs> candidates? This would be Omar Vizquel, uh, legendary Lloyd, Gene Lamont. I know they have all been non-renewed. But they, but they were interviewed. Would you consider any of these guys? That's, I mean, my initial reaction would be just no. I mean, I feel like right. we just need a clean break at this point. I think um, you're right. I, I don't yeah, I don't necessarily have anything against any any of them. Um, but unless it's Omar, we're definitely not going to get any new ideas. And even right. with Omar, I don't know exactly. Um, you know, he's been there for a while at this point. You'd assume any any gems of wisdom he probably would have passed along to Osmus at this point. Yeah, I don't know what you'd get with Omar. I mean, I think you get that cultural sensitivity. You get some of the uh, experience of playing and, and, and stuff. I don't know what you get as far as tactical thoughts. I don't know what you get as far as philosophy of managing, I'll call it. I, you, I just don't know. He's been a first base coach. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do think there is one in-house candidate that nobody's really mentioned yet. Um, he, he has some experience now, and he's he's down there in Connecticut. Um, I wouldn't be surprised Stop if, if, if G-Money gets an interview. Stop it. G-Money. You might as well get Donnie up. Now we're talking. Um, well, uh, this is an aside, but um, Dave Clark has been – a terrific third base coach. Nobody talks about it for all the caterwauling about Brookins at third. Dave Clark has been excellent. Yeah. Coaching third base. I would have him back in a heartbeat. And I think, you know, how you just could, to coach third base, you know how you know he's done well at third base is because you haven't noticed that he's coaching third base. Yeah. You haven't noticed them and there hasn't, there's not people bitching. And even if he gets a guy thrown out, um, it was understandable. It was rational. And it happened occasionally, but he he was a good third base coach. Yeah, definitely. And it will be I feel like it's it's so hard to look at 2018 and certainly beyond without having the framework of who is in charge. Um, and yeah. you know, obviously I, I would assume that we will probably do an, another episode once that's once the manager's named. Um, watch it'll probably be two days from now but um it's that i mean obviously they're gonna wait till the world series is over uh, but you know that's it's just such a such a huge thing that they that they need to get taken care of um so that we can have our direction i mean that's we're yep. we're a rudderless 
uh, ship? Is that is that yeah. you're more of a boatsman than I am? Is that is that true? Yes, I'm quite the mariner. I I yacht on my skiff on weekends with my yacht friends in my deck shoes. Do your power rankings. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Power rankings. Very applicable power rankings for you, Hall. Hmm. Um, So I don't know if you heard this, but like a week ago... um, the famed game show host of Let's Make a Deal, Monty Hall, passed away. And um, that got me thinking, who are the greatest halls? If you had a hall, hall of fame, who would appear in the hall of fame? So I have for you people with the last, with the surname Hall. I can't wait. Are you ready for this? This this is this is your people. This is your your lineage. Literal relations. Yep. Here we go. Coming in at number seven in the Hall Hall is Michael C. Hall. He's the American actor who played Dexter, and he's a Golden Globe winner. Huh. It's, it's a good start, right? Sure. That's yeah. a, that's definitely a name I've heard before. I don't I don't like to watch De- Dexter because it seems like bloody. All the promotions have. Uh, I don't want to see blood mm-hmm. on my TV. Okay. Number six is Lyman Hall. Lyman Hall was a doctor around the American Revolution. Uh, he was the governor of Georgia and a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Hmm. He has a county in Georgia named after him, and he chartered, helped charter the University of Georgia. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So coming in right above the signer of the declaration is Jordan, Jordan Hall. He's, he's good at seeing things alongside the road um, and is a, is a good runner and likes to, is a good traveler, sees interesting things, rides bolts, but he's kind of intolerant of people resting in his front yard. <laughs> that is my, probably my primary drawback. Yeah. She's got a resting spot. Let her let her be. Yeah. So okay. so suck it. Signer of the Declaration of Independence and uh, actor from Dexter. Yeah, that's kind of where. I'm Unfortunately, at. here here are the people who are better than you. Hmm. Okay. There are people and, better than me. <laughs> just a couple. Just a couple. And well, four to be exact. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, he was a um, kind of uh, coming-of-age movie actor with uh, Hughes, John Hughes or whatever. He appeared in 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Weird Science and, and movies like that. So He's an old. 80s actor. So old. People know this stuff. You can watch old movies. Okay. You can. Coming in at, if you don't have to. Coming in at number three is Monty Hall, who died a couple weeks ago. Right, he people. hosted Let's Make a Deal. Fascinating. I think the most fascinating thing about Monty Hall is that he has his name associated with the Monty Hall problem, which is this mathematical paradox uh, based off his show. Are you familiar with this? Not in the least. Uh, okay. Uh, let me give you a, a quick summary because I find this fascinating and these are my power rankings. <laughs> okay. So you have three doors. Door one, door two, door three. Two of the doors have goats, and one of them has a brand new car. Do you understand the setup? Yeah. If I told you, uh, you pick a door, and you said, 
door number one. They're equal. They're, they're mixed up behind the doors. And I say, okay, uh, I'm going to open door number three. And behind door number three, there is a goat. Now, originally you had a one out of three chance to select the car, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I've showed you, uh, do you want to switch your choice? What's your answer? No, let it ride. You, that, that's most people's thought is one out of three chance. What difference does it make? I'll just stick with number one. The probabilities are you should switch to door number two. You'll have a higher chance of getting the car. Did I just blow your mind? It doesn't feel mathematically like provable because it, it's still a 50% chance that the one that I have has it. No, your chances go down by sticking with your original door. Your ch your probability of getting the car goes up if you switch to door number two. I will admit that I am not a mathematician, but that sounds like nonsense. It does sound like nonsense. Because That's what nonsense. makes it interesting. But it is true. You're better to switch to door number two. You have a better chance of winning the car. Now, do you want the car or the goat? Goats are useful animals. <laughs> I guess it's set up on the premise that you want the car. The anyway, Monty Hall problem. I think it's fascinating, but I am a huge dork. dork. Yes. Look it up on Wikipedia. It'll, it'll blow will, your I mind. I will not. Sorry. It's I good thought, though. Number two on the Hall Power Rankings is Daryl. Daryl. Now, that might not mean anything to it's you. not. But if I said Hall and Oates, would that mean something to you? It would mean that you're old. You're noticing a trend here. <laughs> it's not going to get any better either. Okay. Um, yeah, Hall and Oates. That's Daryl Hall. Such hits as Maneater, Out of Touch, and Private Eyes. Hall and Oates is Daryl Hall. So if all carrying out the banner, the if, coat of arms for the Hall family. If all of the the famous halls were from the the seventies and the eighties, and I'm the only one that's still around, where where did all my my kin go? This is starting to become problematic. I think your your people have peaked. You've peaked well, too soon. <laughs> I think I think they're currently peaking. Let's let's be honest. That's true. Number one, you got to guess. I, not even a little bit. It's not. De, De what's the cornerback for the Redskins? Demarcus? No, Dan. That it doesn't matter. The number D'Angelo. It's not him. Okay. Good. Number one Hall of all time is Arsenio <laughs> Hall. You do not. You're probably too young to understand the impact that Arsenio Hall made in the entertainment landscape. He came. His show is completely different. And uh, like Bill Clinton came on his show and played the saxophone. It was a it was a great marker in American history. Arsenio, he's number one. That's a good one. Ooh, 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 ooh. That was the, that was his thing. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh, I thought that I'm was so... just your thing. No, I'm just that was the dog pound. Gosh, <laughs> I'm old. Look it up in YouTube. Okay, ready for the bottom three? Can't wait. All right, number third from the worst is. Anthony Hall, also called the Lover's Lane Murderer. Mm. He murdered two teen girls in England. Sounds like a real dick. Number two is Edwin R. Hall. He is also a murderer. He killed uh, Kelsey Smith. And uh, for that, we have the Kelsey Smith Act, which allows the government to legally ping a cell phone in case they think somebody's in danger. So that's kind of a silver lining situation. I suppose the number one worst hall. It's not you. Do you have a family member you want to try to guess? Or? <laughs> no, I love all the, my family members. Oh, they're all great. Hmm. The number one worst hall is Archibald Hall, also known as the killer butler or the monster <laughs> butler. This was a Scottish serial killer who killed five people. He's the worst hall. Don't kill people. Be nice to your fellow man, um, especially if your last name's Hall. That's Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Gripping stuff. 
Um, so it's education. I'm dropping truth nuggets on you, and I don't feel like you're appreciating. <laughs> it's just because I have so much uh, family history knowledge that I was I was mostly aware of all of my my cousins and whatnot on this list. You're still thinking about wanting a goat. That's what I. Um, so before we get into things that I saw on the side of the road while running, I do want to recap our, the season preview show. We always do hot takes, and we had uh, Guido Knudsen on, uh, former former Tigers pitcher. And uh, so we did over-unders, where we came up with over-unders for each, well, many of the various Tigers players. Um, and then we each gave like three or four hot takes that are bold predictions, I guess. Uh so we none of them were particularly good. Um, Guido actually won. He had eleven yeah. correct out of just looking at my sheet. I'm going to say twenty. That seems like a pretty okay. fair guess. You narrowly edged me by a score of ten to eight. Um, oh, I'm flexing. My most impressive uh, call was that I uh, guessed that there would be more than four and a half players to start in center field this season for the Tigers. There was. Yeah. Um, we all guessed that Joe Jimenez would debut before June first, and that when seems, did he debut? Uh, it was in April at some point. Oh yeah, very early. Um, Matt Boyd topped one hundred and a half Ks. We also all had that. Now, are you ready to get to the fire bold predictions? Yeah. Um, okay. So you, these are yours. You said Jacoby oh, no. Jones would play in a hundred games. He played in fifty six. Boy, that sounds that was really dumb. You said Anibal would throw a complete game with two hits or less. He failed to complete the seventh inning in any game this year. <laughs> However, he did throw a, a six innings of two hit ball. Okay, so that's not terrible. Kind of. Uh, JD switches to Julio, which, to be fair, there's still time to play on that one. Yeah, could happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot to read Guido's. Um, Guido said uh, three Tiger starters with at least 15 wins. No. There were two with 10. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Tyler Collins as our everyday center fielder. Not so much. Um, not so much. Top five bullpen. He didn't specify in baseball or in the AL. We were actually the worst baseball, uh, worst bull, <laughs> worst bullpen in baseball by ERA. By almost a full run. Are you serious? I am. I, I, oh. It was like .9 something. Um, and he predicted that Fulmer would wear a plumber's outfit to the field at least once. And that's not something I was able to fact check. So I'll, I'll give him credit. Maybe it happened. Give, give him that one, yeah. All right. So here are mine. I had five. I don't know wh- where you guys were slacking off. Uh, I said 16 wins and a no-hitter for Daniel Norris. He won five. Wow. <laughs> And to my knowledge, no, no, no hitters. Uh, Castellanos would finish seventh in AL MVP voting or higher. Hasn't happened yet. So jury hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Ghost with more uh, appearances on the mound than Romine. That didn't happen though. And Romine got one. I'll tell you what, if you ask Rod, he should have Rod. Rod would have had ghost on the mound almost instantly. What were we thinking? Ugh. Although uh, Ghost got hurt, I think. Yeah, that that's the only reason he didn't. Right. Uh, I had oh. Shane Green leads the team in saves, which was close, uh, 13 to 9, which I feel like that was kind of a decent call because he was third on the yeah. depth chart uh, at that point. Um, Justin Wilson obviously leading the team. And I got yep. one right this year. I predicted a brawl or series of incidents which I think it, I think the brawl was so big that it almost qualifies as both a brawl and a series of incidents. Yep. What team was that with? I'm even forgetting now. The Yanks. Gary Sanchez. That's right. That's right. Because instantly uh, you are angry. Austin Romine was in on those scrap, and there was drama with Victor. You know, apologizing or negotiating with the enemy or something like that. Oh yeah, the Yankees. I remember. That counts. You got one. Got one. So I'm pretty sure that's the first one that any of us have gotten over the two years of this show. We didn't have a lot of Mikey Matuk breakout year hot takes. No, we should have. What were we thinking? Blew that one. All right. So uh, let's get into things I saw on the side of the road while running. Um, like we said, we were, we were in Texas for about two weeks. Uh, we hit Dallas, 
uh, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. And while we were down there, it was hot as balls, like the entire time. So I didn't do any running. Um, and balls my, are known for their heat. That they, is hot. They certainly are. Uh, so while I didn't see anything on the side of the road while I was running, we walked everywhere we went. Uh, so I saw a, a ton of stuff on the side of the road while we walked. So I've compiled an exhaustive list for you. Are you ready? Uh, I'm strapped in. Uh, on the San Antonio River Walk, I saw the largest snake that I have ever seen that wasn't behind glass. Ooh. It was kind of like laying on the side of the river uh, bank. Yep, and I, then, can, I can imagine that. And then it went in the river and somehow became even more terrifying because I'm like, that snake can swim. Did you scream like a girl? I didn't. No, I was actually watching it while we ate breakfast. So I don't know if that technically qualifies as while we were walking, but... It's enough. Neither here nor Nobody's there. fact-checking this. It's fine. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be a sad, sad life. Um, so next one, on the streets of Austin, they were littered. I don't know if you've experienced this. We actually experienced this in Seattle last year uh, when we were out there. But they were literal, uh, littered with guys in red shirts canvassing for Save the Children. It's like a, a charity out that one would assume is designed to save children. Save children, yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great cause, and you know, I'm all for helping where I can, but they are just absolutely impossible to get around when you are walking. So we listened to this one dude's spiel for probably a good five minutes. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not the type to be openly rude. Um, finally we were able to shake him. We walked to the next traffic light, like the equivalent of a block and the next crew starts in and we tell him, you know, look, we, you can see the guy that just had our ear for five <laughs> minutes. Like we're well aware and they just started in again. Like they said, oh, well, you're warmed up then. And then continue to give us the hard sell. Like, oh, I appreciate your passion and in, in saving children, obviously something that's very, very important. But man, it was, I, it made me uncomfortable. I, and I know that that yeah. tactic would work on some people. Just, just not enough. But if I want to do some charitable giving, I'm not going to do it because some buffoon is giving me the hard sell on a street corner. Yeah, Definitely. You know, do your work of researching where you want to give and give to it, and you don't you don't have to deal with that shenanigans. Well, we we did. We got to the point where we actually crossed the road and went up the other yeah. side because that's there weren't any red shirts over there. Um, also in Austin, there were several telephone poles um, that there was an orca and a dolphin stuffed animal that had been like cut in half. And stapled onto both sides of the pole, so it looked like the yep. dolphin and the orca were swimming through the pole. Um, it was it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, you know my affinity for for ocean life. Uh, very artsy city, Austin, definitely. Yeah, it's the Ann Arbor of the South, I suppose. That's that's actually what they call themselves. Yep. <laughs> um, saw a missing, you know, reward like lost dog poster for a dog mm -hmm. named Papito that featured what I can only kind of describe as like a glamour shot of the dog. It was like, I kid you not. It was like an soft lighting an over the shoulder look for the dog. Like the, the dog was looking over. I don't know how they got it to stay in that pose. Um, but it was, you know, to the best of my knowledge, the, the Papito still has not been located. So if you know where Papito is, feel free to, to ring these. I get a big reward. One would think. Uh, and then in downtown Houston, we saw what was undeniably human feces on the side. Oh, oh, it was it was always going there. Let's be honest. That's bad. It's, it's not great. All right. Are you ready to get into Twitter questions? We'll go fast because we are very, very, very long um, at this point. We have two weeks to make up for. It's fine. We'll have a two-hour po podcast. Okay. First one comes in from Ben Lipinski. <laughs> Why can't penguins fly? Okay. You know, I was watching um, Planet Earth, the documentary. Love it. Oh, I was just watched episode five or whatever about the emperor penguins and how they huddle in this big mass. And I was blown away. Penguins are amazing. Why can't they fly? Um, because they don't because they don't need to. There you but go. there is in the Arctic a bird like it's like kind of a puffin kind of a kestrel looking thing i don't know what the heck it is but they they those fly and they remark they do a job similar to the penguins in the south pole do you I think they like talk trash to the penguins like oh, look what i can do north how's, side how's, south side. How's, how's the ground gang signs <laughs> they drop the s with their wings 
definitely. big rivalry. They, they're rap games. You know, they're they're dropping beefs with the other birds. I, I would love to see that. I mean, I think we all know that. Uh, blow your mind one more time. There is actually a Planet Earth 2 series. Ooh, I got to finish Planet Earth 1. Yeah. I just got done with Arctic. We'll see what's where it goes next. Um, next one comes in from Adam Langworthy. What did you guys do to make the at Voice of the Turtle podcast guy surrender? Which I feel like is one that's definitely meant for you. Hey, <laughs> it's just it's just tolerance for making podcasts. That's all it is. We're, we've weathered the storm. Hookslide no. actually answered that. He said that uh, we killed the tigers. So <laughs> now they are choosing a good time to bail off a sinking ship. I've thought more than once about how difficult podcasting next season is going to be. We can talk about the Monty Hall problem some more. We'll be fine. <laughs> talk about math and, par- and paradoxes. Definitely. Uh, Jeremy Troy asks us, how do you think Alavila is going to do with Rebuild 2 Electric Boogaloo? Uh, fine. I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to warrant my cynicism. Yeah, much. He's, he's the the uh, tape that he's putting down so far has been okay, has been good. I would say so. We'll uh, see once what kind of results we get. But our buddy Jake Skronik asks us if Tigers players had to have another occupation slash career, uh, what would the job be? I came up with a few players that maybe I'll, I'll throw out, and you give me what else they could do. Let's start with Iglesias, uh, fashion model. Definitely designer. That was uh, that was kind of where I was at. Castellanos. Um, he could be a lung surgeon like his dad, a lung doctor. You would, you would let Nick operate on you? It's funny that he comes from a. His dad must be really smart and educated and a doctor. I don't get those same kind of vibes from Nick. <laughs> He's got more of a bro vibe. Definitely, definitely more of a bro vibe. Kinsler. Um, uh, anger management therapist. I was gonna say, is there a job that's just like yelling at people? I feel like they'd really excel in that. I give Kinsler such a hard time. He's he's a tremendous guy. He's probably only ninety percent of hot, hot as hot headed as I think he is. No, the answer there is he would sell bats because oh, that's currently that's what he's actually doing. What he does. Yeah. Last one, Al Albuquerque. Uh, just put his picture on Instagram. I don't know. You know, no, I know the answer to this question. Al Albuquerque would be a gigolo. A gigolo. He, he's he got all the markers, you know. I feel like he's got that certain look about him. Like, ladies would be like, yeah. Are we 100% I'd, sure I'd, he actually isn't? I'd pay for some of his company. Yikes. All right, moving on. Uh, at Sean Fagan asks us, who on your ti- who's on your er- Tigers early offseason wish list? Uh, players you're most excited to move to the majors and fairies, uh, favorite scary movie. Reading is difficult. Um, we'd be interested in anybody who's willing to come and play for the minimum. Yeah, I yeah, think definitely. those would be targets. Uh, flyers who are willing to play cheap. Um, a corner outfielder who doesn't mind being a placeholder uh, and pitching. Yeah, I would I like Seth know. Smith. Feels like a name that we would like. And honestly, hopefully a slightly less crappy version of Brad Penny or Pelfrey. I mean, that's we're, we're going to sign a few of those and just hope something sticks yeah. in spring training. Reclamation projects or flyers or, I'm, you know, whatever. Guys from Asia who are sick of being over there. I hope this doesn't light everyone's earbuds on fire, but I wouldn't hate them not not picking up Annabelle's option, but bringing him back um, on the cheap. I thought of that too, honestly. If he's if he can tolerate us, yeah, you'd get yeah you'd get rid of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's an option. Uh, Andrew Norton asks us what horror movie would best represent the 2018 Tigers. I hate this is a good question for you. I refuse to watch horror movies. Uh, the whole it thing creeps me out. I can't stand clowns. I refuse to go in haunted houses. I have no authority to talk on this. I don't want any of your scary movies. I actually feel the exact same way. I don't I can't think of a movie that I've seen that would qualify as scary. So I have I have 
no no insight, Andrew. So sorry. I've watched Sixth Sense. Is that a horror movie? I haven't seen. I it. don't. Probably came yeah, out. It's about as like scary as I go. Uh, Brando Reedy asks us. Uh, it took Pudge to help us build the team before. Do we have any established guys that the other players around the league really want to play with? I mean, got Miggy. M- Miggy is it. I, th- I think it is going to take somebody kind of like a Pudge um, coming in in free agency, somebody who's maybe a little down on their luck. I mean, Pudge was was good, but he was coming off a little bit of a of a rough stretch in his career. He kind of refound himself along with the team um i think we're a little ways before we need to start thinking like that though we need to put some right. some infrastructure in place if you will we need to get through next year and lick our wounds and draft somebody and then let's see what's what we have for the 2019 exactly last one ashley uh, at my hip username crunchy peanut butter <laughs> or smooth um i like both i don't see why everybody needs to be so argumentative all the time you can enjoy different types of things it's you, fine you can just not peanut butter because crunchy peanut butter is disgusting it's good it's I, not it, I, it's not i like I, I would if given the two on a shelf i would choose the smooth and always jiff that's that's what the choosy mothers choose so that that does make sense I'm a choosy mother. Never mind. Um, <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4, Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And once again, we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Uh, so this is pretty much the season wrap-up show. Uh, like I said, we'll probably come back with another show after uh, a new manager is has been named. Um, but it's it's been a good season. We really appreciate the the listeners that have stuck with us to the end. To be honest, it's been a very difficult season to keep tuning in and keep taking notes and all that stuff. Um, but we're we're glad that you guys still enjoy it. We still like talking to each other. I mean, I I feel like that has a shelf life. But, but for now, we still do. <laughs> um, and, and we like when you guys tweet us and, and tell us that you're listening and, and stuff. Um, we uh, The whole thing is, is a lot of fun, and hopefully it will continue to be fun for a while. Yes, well said. Do you have anything else to add? No. All right. Um, with that being said, uh, we will catch you guys in the near future. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.